Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster Mai, it's Sarah Hendy here with you until just before six this evening. And on this week's show, we're all about the poetry with Hazel Tear, who runs Open Mic Poetry Nights at the Bath and Bottle. And we look at the launch of this year's Poetry Trail. We're feeling inspired by National Poetry Day, which is just a few weeks away on October the 4th. And so we're joined now by Hazel Tear, who has for the last seven years been running open mic poetry nights. So Hazel, the idea behind these events is to informalise the sharing of poetry and offer people a way to perform their work or perhaps the work of others as well um, in a comfortable and supportive setting. Indeed it is, yes. Um, The whole idea of these poetry open mics was um, to open poetry up to people who wouldn't normally perform it because people often think that poetry is very stuffy and it's for academics and, you know, you can't understand it or write it unless you are an academic. Um, So I tried to take all that away. That was the whole point of starting them, actually. Um, And uh, it's it's become incredible. Uh, The atmosphere, it's like being in a little bubble and people have eventually felt comfortable enough to perform things about some of the most sensitive subjects, uh, you know, really sensitive subjects. Um, But, and, you know, everybody is very respectful of everybody else. And, uh, but on the other hand, we have a lot of laughs as well. It's not all, you know, sitting around po-faced feeling sorry for ourselves. Uh, But people can read about whatever they want to read about. It's a, it's an adult atmosphere. It's, um, you know, you don't have to worry about, uh, uh, your theme, as long as it's not offensive, of course. Um, and uh, so, yes, they've become a very, uh, like a little microcosm. Once once everybody's down in the basement of the Bath and Bottle, which is where they've been for years, um, it's kind of, people feel safe. And people have said that, actually. They feel safe enough to try stuff that they wouldn't normally uh, read anywhere else uh, to, to get their confidence to maybe take it further. Um, so yes, it's been a, you know an incredible success, really. Because um, cause there's a real difference between writing poetry. I mean, that's a, a brave thing to do to, to start with, but uh, especially when it's about something very sensitive. Mm. But then to perform it is a whole different kettle of fish, oh, requiring terrifying. different skills altogether. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it is terrifying. I mean, uh, I'm a bit better now. Uh, I started with the Poetry Society in 2005, and it's uh, that, you know, we do read poetry there. It's not the same thing, but um, it's kind of you know, got my confidence going. And then uh, when I started these, well, I compare it as well. So that's also terrifying. I still worry about it seven years later uh, because I worry, you know, uh, people won't come or they won't like it or or I'll be hopeless because I tend to say whatever comes into my head. Um, and sometimes I think, what on earth was all that about? <laughs> but um, people seem to enjoy it and it's a friendly atmosphere. Uh, we have a lot of regulars there who make everybody really welcome and in fact they bec- they've become friends almost immediately they um you know and they return and friendships have built up um and we've had people like uh pulley man who's well known here he he cut his teeth on my open mics and now i help him with all sorts of things um carol ellis who also 
the the baking bard, wonderful woman. <laughs> She's also a regular. Um, Bill Strutt, um, Jackie Morrie Grace, um, all the you know the sort of names. Have I missed anybody out? <laughs> um, Giselle Marks, who's also a, a local author. Uh, so there's you know quite a lot of well well known people who come, but it's not. It's not elitist. They don't kind of put themselves above everybody else. In fact, they're extremely supportive of people who want to start. Uh, we have quite a lot of newbies who come and want to first go or somebody will have their phone with them and partway through they'll suddenly decide they've got the courage to read something. So they get up. You know, it's all very, very relaxed and friendly and, and nobody um, nobody criticises, nobody judges. You know, it's just a really nice place to be, really. And because of that open, relaxed format, I suppose it's lovely if if um, people come along and they've got some work that maybe they want to share, but they don't find the courage to do at that time. Um, there's there's more events that you know it's it's a it's a rolling program and it's the same open, relaxed atmosphere every single time that you meet. So yes. yeah, if you if you don't uh, if you can't pluck up the courage um, on the first <laughs> the meeting, first it's time. maybe yeah, maybe come a nice yeah, have a go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's that's it is that sort of thing. As I say, I started it seven years ago now. It was seven years uh, in April and I'm amazed it's still going uh, because it started in the ship in Castletown. Um, I I had this idea of bringing poetry to the people and people to poetry. (laughs) And um, my friend Amy Amy Farragher of ex-Twisted Angels fame and my daughter who's also uh, Steph, well she was Steph Motley, also of ex-Twisted Angels fame, um, they helped me start it and they, they had the equipment there and um, so I just thought well you know I'll give it a go and it was quite well uh, well attended um, and so of course the ship is closed now so when that closed um, Janet Lees gave me the contact at the Bath and Bottle and they are brilliant you know they, they give me the basement for free um they come up and down and serve food and drinks and they've been really 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 good and it must be at least five years since i've been been there um so yes we're still rolling on i'm down to about quarterly now because there are other events springing up uh that are fairly you know sort of cover the open mic thing um so i'm down to pretty much four a year now i used to do one about every two months um but yes, it's still rolling along nicely. You know, we still got good audiences. I don't advertise it too much because there is there are limited numbers for fire regulations, obviously. And if it goes above that, obviously people can't get in. And that has been known to happen. And I really hate it when that happens. Uh, but they can sometimes wait until uh, the break. And then some people have to go home early for family reasons or whatever, babysitters and things. And then they can let more people in. Um, so I, you know, I, I do advertise it. It is free. Um, but obviously you take your chances if you come along. Um, so it's better to get there a little bit early, uh, to try and get a seat apart from anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been to a couple before and they are, they um, yeah, always busy, always yes. very well attended. And yes. as you say, such a diverse mix of work and performers, it's, yeah. um, it's always a really good night. Is, so you started these seven years ago. Has poetry always been something that's been a big part of your life or is it something that you kind of rediscovered? Yeah, no, I've written uh, all my life, really. I can't remember when I started writing. I've been having a clear out in, in, in the house recently <laughs> and a nervous breakdown. And uh, <laughs> I discovered a poem I wrote for my father who was in the Second World War. 
years ago. That must have been my, well, one of my first attempts at a proper organised poem. Um, so I must have been ooh, maybe 10 then. Um, so, yes, it's, you know, just... And I don't, I don't tend to force myself to write. Something will just just take my interest and I'll think, oh, you know, I could write something about that. And it's still, to that day, mostly how I write. Um, I'm trying to write a few things for some of the... Um, uh, some of the projects that are going on at the moment, uh, but I find it easier to do it from things that actually inspire me. Um, so yes, that was the you know say that was the trigger really that I wanted other people to be able to share their their poetry because there wasn't anything else like it uh, as far as I knew at the time. There were performance groups obviously, but not open mic poetry nights. And you you must have seen people really really change really transform um in perhaps coming along being that person attending for the first time with a, po- a poem on their phone that they're not quite brave enough to to share yet to people who will sort of launch up and present you with the most incredible works yes people as they come more regularly they gain in confidence of course and uh, uh so yes i've seen you know it's 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 really um well rewarding i suppose you know, to have found something that gives people so much pleasure. And uh, because of the support they receive from, you know, uh, the the other poets, they, uh, they, they return again and again. And gradually they, they build up and they often, like Carol, launch themselves off into something else. Um, uh, you know, she has told me she uh, sort of credits the open mics with helping her to gain confidence with her performance and uh, then they'll go off and and do their own thing and you know become famous <laughs> no. take but, over the world yeah <laughs> yes exactly um yeah. so yes it's um you know so it's very gratifying uh, that and of course we're good mates as well which is fabulous i've made some really good friends uh through it all all the names i mentioned and more um and you know we've we are quite a solid group now and I don't mean a cliquey group I mean we just we keep in touch they they always make the effort to come to uh, to the open mics and you know it's, it's worked out really well actually from my point of view as well yeah it certainly it certainly sounds like it and it's uh, yeah. it's evident in the the way that these events are attended and the, the kind of work that you're presented with there the next one is tomorrow night at the Bath and Bottle uh, Thursday the 12th yes. and um, what time what time do the doors open when can people arrive uh, well I think they can because it's a it's a bar you know and it's open I think from about five uh, I mean they can go down and have something to eat if they want um and stay there. People tend to start arriving in the basement from about mm, quarter past seven, uh, because it starts at eight o'clock. So I'll come round and take names of people. I always speak to everybody who who turns up as well, um, because that sort of draws them in. If you come on your own, people will soon be talking to you, you know, and, and not in an not in an invasive way. <laughs> you know, if you want to sit in the corner quietly, that's fine too, but. Um, I try and speak to everybody as they arrive to first to see if they want a slot on the mic for a start off, um, and to you know anything else they want to say. Uh, I'm also happy to promote other people's events if they've got something they'd like me to you know to highlight during the uh, during the open mic. That's fine too, because um, we all try and support each other as well, which is nice. Um, 
So I've lost track of where I was going with that now. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so for a seat or, you know, I mean, so and because of the numbers, it's often better if you can be there a little bit early. And I say, I will come and, and speak to you. So you don't need to, or you can approach me if you like, if you know who I am. Um, I'm the person setting the stop, so I'm fairly obvious, really. Um, and, you know, it's always very easy going if you don't want to, ha if you don't want to uh, do anything, you don't have to. Um you know, I won't browbeat you into anything, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, so yes, that's you know that's the the format. Oh, and there's um there's a break at about nine ish, uh, and then it's usually finished by about ten thirty because it's a, what, what we call a school night, and people don't always want a very late night. Uh, what we do, I do um the first round where I try and fit everybody in who wants a turn. Then there's a break, and then if anybody else wants another go they can put their name down for the second half to have another go. Uh, try try and keep it as two or three poems, especially if there's a lot of people who want to perform. It's quite a juggling act sometimes, but, um, but you know, people usually get a couple of turns if, if I can fit them in. But, um, yes, it's a, it's a joy, basically. <laughs> and, of course, with the events being held at the Bath and Bottle, open mic poetry nights are for over-18s only. But if that doesn't include you and you want to flex your poetic muscles, we have something which may be of interest to you next. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Bethany Dalee Runciman and Sarah Ward join me now to look ahead to the launch of the Poetry Trail this Saturday evening. Bethany, the Poetry Trail has been running for seven years now, hasn't it? Yes, um, I've been running the Poetry Trail for five years now. It was run for about two years before that as well. Um, I hope that uh, people will see um, how the Poetry Trail improves and gets bigger and bigger each year. Um, we had um, 34 different poets enter with a total of uh, 55 poems and the whole thing was anonymised so that the judges and they are of good esteem the judges as good poets themselves um, they had to um, whittle it down to 10 uh, poets um, with, with the 10 poems winning poems um, I'm very pleased uh, with the poems we have and they will be going out very shortly on the 18th of September to the 16th of October they will be in 10 venues around Douglas Town Centre and the idea is you go to Douglas Town Library pick up a trail guide and it will show you the route from the Douglas Development Partnership um, right round to Eurocycles um, there is also the Poetry Trail launch evening, which is happening a week on Saturday, 14th of September. Um, we're holding it again in St George's Church, and that is a free event for anybody, and it's from 7 o'clock onwards on Saturday, 14th of September. And I understand you, you had a lot of entries from um, from writers who, whose names you hadn't come across before, people who hadn't entered the competition. Yes, the I, this year I was quite amazed at how many new names there were writing very good poems so and, and in fact 10 of the winning poets about six or seven of them are actually not not known to me before so that that was really good I feel like there are so many different events that are encouraging people to start writing it, it's clearly having an effect Oh, it, poetry is taking off at the moment. 
Um, I am chairman of the Poetry Society and each month we have our month, monthly meeting where we sit down for two hours and talk about our poems or poems of others. Uh, we issue a booklet, Manx Reflections, twice a year. Um, in fact, the winning poems for the, from the trail will be in that publication just before Christmas. Um, so that's something we do now. Um, yes, it's it, it's certainly getting uh, much, much bigger, the poetry. In fact, we've got a children's poetry book coming out soon, um, which we asked the island's school children uh, to write some poems for us. And um, we had six schools send in poems. So there's that coming out as well. Um, we, ha- we will be celebrating National Poetry Day on the 3rd of October uh, in the library. And then um, we've got our Christmas pop-in um, monthly meeting on the 1st of December and that's really good because we we partake of some refreshments and uh, we also read out our Christmas poetry. Oh wow! So there's lots to look forward to. Um, yes. That's that's really lovely. And Sarah, you're you're one of the one of the writers who hadn't previously entered the the poetry tale competition, and and you you've, you're one of the winners. Congratulations! Yes, um, I hadn't hadn't seen it before. Um, I hadn't seen it in previous years, but I came across it this year and thought, very last minute, very manx. I thought I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, and how 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 have you got into poetry? Is this something that's come to you recently, or is it something that you've sort of held on to from I don't know when we were asked to do it in school and things like that? It's just something that's always come naturally, really, to be honest. If um, if I'm feeling particularly emotional or if something sort of inspires me, then I'll, I'll write about it. it. It's very sporadic. It can, can happen, you know, very quickly or it can take me a little bit of time. Um, but And it can be sort of few and far between. There's no sort of rhyme or reason. <laughs> I think that's true of so many creative processes and the more you try to try to force something, the less it's likely to happen. So it's nice that you, you've sort of accepted that kind of organic nature of it. Um, that's really lovely. And um, is there, I don't know, is there anyone in your life who's kind of kept it going for you, kept it alive? Is there anyone that you've shared it with or has this always been something that's just very much for you? It used to be something that was very much for me. Um, I've got a lot of teenage angst poetry in the attic, which um, <laughs> should probably never see the light of day again. But actually, my my mum is a, a very good poet. She's written numerous poems um, over the years, and my son has actually become a really good poet as well. He actually entered the the competition also, um, so his poem will be displayed on the the open night down there. Bethany's just told me, so I'll have to get him down to see that. Gosh, wow! So it runs in the family yeah, then. It definitely yeah. does. It definitely does with any creative process you you really make yourself vulnerable and you especially when you're sharing emotions if you as you've said it's something that's quite therapeutic to you is it something that you discuss with your mom or your son and how how it makes you feel and why you wrote that or why you've used this word or something like that because it's quite it's quite personal it's very private and it's quite a big deal to kind of open it up and and sort of yeah allow yourself to be that vulnerable really I think most of the poems I write, I am very vulnerable in the poem itself. So there's not always the need for that conversation because I am quite 
open in my poetry um so it's not a question I've been asked very often to be honest because I think my heart is on my sleeve you know it is on the piece of paper in front of you um I have I have spoken about it especially with my son when he wrote his poem about the language he used and I actually wrote a poem for I got married recently um over the summer and instead of having a reading I wrote a poem because I didn't want something too gushing and too you know I wanted it to be real life and I actually sat there and read read it to my son reading it half out loud to myself and half to have another pair of ears and he's only eight and he said you've used that word too much in there and I didn't even think he was listening to me he was staring at his iPad and I just thought do you know what he is listening to me and he is sort of he's taking it all on board so yeah I do I do share it particularly with him and I do talk about mum's poetry with her as well Gosh, it sounds like it really comes very naturally to yeah, yeah. Um The poem that you submitted to this competition has, um, yeah, quite a quite an emotive theme, doesn't it? Tell us a little bit about it. So I went to um, I visited France on a school trip with Oncom Primary School three years ago now, um, and we visited the the cemeteries and we visited the um, D Day landing beaches. Um, so. I actually, this poem came to me, part of it came to me, I actually got my phone out and jotted a few few notes down while I was walking around the cemetery because it just, the emotion of the place just railroaded me. It was overwhelming to see. You cannot describe how many crosses there are there. There are thousands upon thousands all in their neat rows um, and it just sort of, it took my breath away really. I have been before when I was at primary, at secondary school but I'm glad I got the chance to go again as an adult. It's something that maybe 14, 15 year olds would go into, but primary school children, it's quite a big deal. How did it, um, what was that experience like, sort of chaperoning these very young people going and experiencing that kind of environment? It was, it, they all felt it. You could see that they felt the emotion, but they dealt with it very well. They were so respectful. I've never been more proud of, of taking a group of children away in my life. They were um, just standing by reading each cross and it was just breathtaking to see how, how it sort of affected them, really. Um, they had a brilliant time. It, was, it wasn't just all you know, the visit in the, to do with the Second World War, there were other activities as well. Um, but they they took it, really took it on board and they really sort of really got into it and, and some of the pictures we got of them were, were just amazing, that which they, they've kept, they can keep forever, you know, and the, that experience should live with them. Yeah, what a special what a special ex- opportunity to, to experience that at such a young age. Yeah, I imagine that really will stay with them. Um would you be able to share your poem with us? Would you be all right yes, to? Yes, I can. It would be lovely to hear it. Thank you. More than just a name. You're more than just a name to me. More than the letters on the cross I see. More than your rank displayed with pride. More than your age when you tragically died. Standing together, cross by cross. Brothers in arms, united by loss. You fought together, side by side. You pushed forward, one last stride. If one last metre you could gain, you sacrificed your mortal pain. Then your body, limp, lay on the grass. The breath you drew was then your last. This battle was over, though the guns went on. From this field to another one. Survivors carried on your war. Your body lay still as peace was restored. The birds they sing their joyous song. But joy and happiness just seems wrong. The waves lap softly on the shore. Cleaning the debris, the horror of war. As peace sweeps through this gentle place, I wish I was able to see your face. 
to thank you for the battle fought, the gift you gave that can't be bought. For the gift of freedom, your life you gave, your future was lost, but ours was saved. For this we owe so very much, without us meeting our lives you touched. You're more than just a name to me, more than the letters on the cross I see, more than your number, more than your rank, a soldier I never got to thank. Well, that's really beautiful, Sarah. Thank I you. think that'll be um, that'll be something that'll really stop people in their tracks when they're wandering around Douglas. Um, do you find that most of your poetry um, deals with these sort of I don't know more difficult subjects? You talk about your poetry sort of being an outlet for your emotion. Is it somewhere that enables you to process things? Probably, definitely a hundred percent. I my. Son passed away a few years ago. He was um, born in Liverpool Women's prematurely, and it's definitely been an outlet for for that. Um, it sort of has helped me process the emotions that I feel, um, and by what people have said when I've shared the poetry that they've felt it too. Um, sometimes things people are scared to say and that you wouldn't say to somebody, you know, talking. If you put it into a poem and they read it and they think. Oh, wow that's that's how you feel that's you know because as I say I do put my heart and soul into a poem that I write yeah I imagine that must be something really powerful when you share it um share your work perhaps with other people who've experienced similar things experienced loss and and yeah can't find their own words and maybe connect with the words you've used yeah definitely and that's I do it primarily for myself um to because it, the words just come to me and I normally the first couple of lines come to me and then the rest just flows and as I as it flows it it helps me process what I'm feeling at that time um, and then so it's primarily for myself but secondary to that it's it's helping other people and you know I, I have had quite a lot of feedback saying that that they have felt it's helped them certainly and I'm, I'm sure it'll continue to do so is there is there anywhere where you share your poems or your work that um that can people people can follow what you do yes um i have a, a facebook page arlo's adventure it's called my son was called arlo um and on there there are blog posts as well that i've written which is for exactly the same reason um but there is poetry on there as well um so yeah that's my facebook page i have I'm actually going to be releasing a book shortly in memory of in memory of Arlo, which is a a rhyme book for children as a keepsake book. So that'll be on on there as well. But as I say, that was something that started off as a poem and has been born into a book. You know. Wow. Well so. done, you. Well, thank you so much for sharing your words with us today. I'm sure um, they'll touch the hearts of many. The Poetry Trail launch is a free event which takes place at St George's Church this Saturday at half past seven. But for now, that's all we have time for. Join me again next Wednesday at half past five. And in the meantime, have a lovely creative week. Slend you.